0: welcome to the first century youth ministry podcast my name is heather
1: and i'm mark and we are your co-hosts
0: and we're here to take a look back into the jewish roots of our faith
1: for the way forward in youth ministry discipleship all right everyone welcome back to the show we have a great topic uh, for you today that really, at least in my own life, really opened my eyes to what it meant to follow Jesus for me and what it meant when I'm calling students to follow Jesus themselves, because man, it's a way bigger commitment than I think I understood growing up. So Heather, tell us a little bit about the passion and the commitment it took to follow a rabbi like Jesus in the first century.
0: Totally. So I'm going to totally throw a little bit of a curveball when I start out with this. And this is going to maybe feel a little bit odd. Like, where's this girl going with this thing? All right. Remember the movie, The Sandlot?
1: Yes. Yes. I love that movie.
0: Oh, my gosh. I watched that movie. I kid you not. I think when I was 11 years old, just about every day after school for a solid six months. And so I knew that movie like the back of my hand. So if you're a listener and you love that movie, too, let us know. Send us a message at First entry youthindustry.com and yeah. just let us know how much you love the sandlot too but <laughs> um, look so do you remember the scene in the movie where like the Babe Ruth baseball was over the fence and there was that killer dog that they were just yeah. so afraid of but they had made a commitment to each other and they were like look we're in this to the point of death like we yeah. are so committed to this Baseball team, that we are going to give our lives for this thing. And Benny the Jet goes yeah. out and he gets those PF flyers. He throws those suckers on and he yep. goes flying over the fence. And everybody's like, whoa, right? <laughs> They're just in it. They are in it to the point of, well, at least in their minds, death, right? And, yeah. And yeah. The thing, right? Like this is the exact same thing that we're talking about when it comes to the first century. When we talk about first century discipleship, it's to the point of that same level of commitment where it's literally you have fully invested yourself to the point of no return. And so you are are 100% in to where you are living with that disciple's passion. Ray Vanderlaan says it like this. He says it's an overwhelming, consuming passion to become what the rabbi is, to know what the rabbi knows and to become like him in every way possible. He says that that the that the disciples didn't just want to know what the rabbi knew, but they wanted to become what the rabbi was. And so yeah. it's this this like this small little just little bit of a right like difference of just I think here in the Western world, we get so caught up on wanting to know more things. We just want to know what other people know. We want to be smarter. We want to have this great theology instead yeah. of becoming this living embodiment of God's word in action. And so when a disciple signed up for the journey of following a rabbi, which let's talk about this. So, this is super cool. In the first century, normally, When a young man was ready to follow a rabbi, he would have gone through schooling and he would have been the best of the best. And it got to the point where if you weren't the best of the best, you would drop out. And if you were the very best of the best, you would go and you would approach a great rabbi and ask to follow him. And if he thought that you had what it took, he would say yes. But if he didn't, he could say no. And so it's so wild because here's Jesus Probably, well, obviously, the greatest rabbi who, who has ever lived. And we see that Jesus goes out to these young men who were working in their father's trade, which tells us that they didn't make the cut. Right. They didn't continue on in the Jewish educational system. They're out fishing. They're at a tax collector's booth. They're doing other things. And so Jesus flips it all around. He yeah. He goes to them and he says, follow me. And so in a Jewish way, what Jesus is saying is, I think you can be like me, you school dropout, the one who didn't make the cut, the one whom nobody said had what it took. I think you can be like me. And that's why like at that moment, they're like dropping the net. I'm going. See you later, daddy. Oh, like I got what?
1: No, seriously. What? What an honor that was not expected for them. Yeah. And think about, man, think about your own life. Do you remember moments where an adult who you really looked up to invested words into you that said, you can really be something you could really, I could really see you taking this far. Right. And think about the students you lead, like they're squirrely and they mess around and like, they're unreliable. And at the same time, you see the amazing people they could become if Jesus changes their lives. Right. And that's the heart of the master that we follow to go and get the ones that actually no one else seems to be able to see could be incredible.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that, that, yeah, that the disciples lived with that passion. And sometimes there's that teenager in your midst who, just like Mark said, who maybe has been overlooked, yep. but they just need somebody to believe in them. I remember I had a teenager in my youth ministry years ago who, I mean, he was totally the kid who was overlooked and nobody would have, I mean, he was, he was just really quiet. He was a bit insecure. And then all of a sudden, as we, as leaders started to come alongside of him, he started coming to life where it was like, sometimes he would preach these little mini sermons. And, and now (laughs) he's this young adult who's like, who's getting a ministry degree. He's leading in his church and he, he's a, he's a disciple who lives with the disciples passion He lives with that radical, complete, total devotion and commitment to Jesus.
1: Yeah. You never know which of your kids will actually just take off. And the reality is the great thing about the master we follow is it didn't have to be evident to anyone else. If you see something in your kids, that's beautiful and go for it, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I would just encourage, you know, if you're listening out there today and and you've got that kid with maybe just a small spark of something, would you just go to them and just say, hey, I believe in you. I see something in you. How can I help you become better at whatever it is that they're good at? And just really speak that same life into them like Jesus did when he went on the shores of Galilee and he went to those young men who were out fishing who felt like failures and said, I believe that you can be like me, come and follow me. And then they just went in 110%. They threw on their PF.
1: Flyers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. That's so great. <laughs> and they just went for it. And they just were all into the, literally, honestly, to the point of death. Yeah. And, um, and I pray that I live with that same kind of disciples passion as well, that we see in the lives of the disciples in the first century.
1: Wow! Wow! Hey, on a totally random note, did you know that I have a hundred and fifty pound bull mastiff that's exactly like the dog from The Sandlot? For real? Yeah, except he's like uh, darker. He's he's like brown. He's like has brindle patterning. I'll put up a picture of him in the group because okay. here's what's funny: that dog chases them like all over town, right? Yeah. My bull mastiff moves maybe fifteen feet a day. I mean, <laughs> he, he's serious. He's like a year and a half old. He's a puppy and he's so lazy. He just lays there all the time. So like as a kid I didn't know this but as an adult I'm like no way that dog runs past the fence. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah yeah yeah. Anyways.
0: That's funny. See I was well, thinking we could reenact that for youth pastors, right? Like we could have an all or nothing in with your dog like we could try and
1: We could. We could, but he would he would give up if you didn't have like I don't know a steak tied to your pants or something well (laughs) well hey we want to invite you to join our growing facebook community called first century youth ministry more and more people are joining and we just love to drop in and share stuff with each other and everyone contributes it's not uh just us saying here's more stuff um it's a group thing it really is a group and we really want to encourage one another to grow and to take this really far You can also check out firstcenturyyouthministry.com for all sorts of information about ancient contexts of being and making disciples and Heather's book that actually every time it comes up in one of the Facebook groups we're in, people just have tons to say about how helpful it is and practical, like making the leap from understanding that Jesus was a rabbi, so you should be one too for your students. Well, how do you actually do that in flesh and blood weekly meetings Heather really can help you make that connection in the book. So that's at the website too.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Mark. Well, hey, thanks yeah. for thanks for listening this week. And if you would like, definitely leave us a review and uh, we'll hopefully get to connect with you in the future or send us a message. Go to the firstcenturyyouthministry.com website. Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Totally. And, uh, we're just, yeah, we're thankful for you.
1: All right. Bye, everyone.
0: Yeah.